Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two, three, four. A mad game at Stamford Bridge to go into the international break with City top of the table. Perhaps they should have won it, maybe they could have lost it. Either way, all the hallmarks of Guardiola City seemed absent without leave. Wobbly defending, lack of control and key players at panic stations at times. This is Let Me Talk, I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. Yeah, make sense of that one. Good luck. Yeah, well, to be honest, yeah, I'm I'm still struggling with it, even as we record the day after. Um, but I do feel that um, there were traits. I know it was just kind of like a, a an almost pithy intro, but there were there were traits of Guardiola City. You're right. Mm. Like it wasn't a very city game um, in terms of the control, um, going ahead and not killing it off, and all this kind of stuff. But I thought there was a lot of stuff in there that that was good, even in a very non-City kind of way. And I mean, obviously by the end, and it was something Guardiola said, but a draw was a a fair result. I thought it seemed obvious um, that even when Rodri scored late on, Chelsea would keep coming back. I know Guardiola said that as well, but I tweeted it. I just caught up on the Match of the Day highlights. The commentator said, you know, there's still more to come here. You could just tell the way the game was going. Um, and fine, it is what it is. But by the end, it's, it was like a fair result. But if you think back to the start of the game, and even at half time, the start of the game in particular was, well, City aren't at this at all. Yeah. Chelsea are much better. And then obviously City get the penalty. And so the article I wrote for The Athletic kind of centred around this good mentality they had. And that, that quote that Guardiola gave about Argentina a couple of weeks ago that we used in a detail show or talked oh, about yeah, in a detail yeah, yeah. show about, you know, the thing he liked about Argentina was when they, you know, they were 2 nil up and then they'd, it'd be back to 2-all, but they they didn't lose their heads. They they regrouped and started playing better. And he, and he linked that to City. He said that's why they won the treble last year and all that kind of stuff. And I did think those traits were in there in that game, but the other part of the article was it was kind of undermined by the fact that, you know, Chelsea just kept coming back and there were just mistakes, which obviously we'll get into. But... It wasn't even so much that City managed to go ahead in the game because that was just a penalty out of nothing, but it was just they were in a difficult situation. When Chelsea went 2-1 up, that's why the penalty is almost irrelevant because I'm not putting the penalty down to City's mental strength. They just won a penalty. Yeah. Like, they it got, was a they got, yeah, they got the ball in a good position and somebody it fouled was somebody else. It was yeah. a routine attack. It was a stupid decision from Kukurea, who played very well overall. Um, but they got a penalty. But then when it was 2-1 to Chelsea, you still think, okay, that's pretty much deserved or at least you could still kind of see it coming I didn't I may have even tweeted then as well but when City went 2-1 up I didn't have the feeling that okay this is just going to be it now they're going to they're going to drop away Chelsea I think it was after hmm, the 
the third city's third goal maybe Chelsea had a bit of a spell where they did actually look like they dropped away a bit but it was only a few minutes and I was about to tweet it and I well, thought uh, I, want, I want to see a bit more evidence of this and they, but they didn't they didn't really for the whole game at 3-2 there was only little bits like that and Guardiola referenced this as well didn't he but at 3-2 um, there, there was a couple of moments City where had chances to C- score again, City yeah. got in and, and, I, and, I, was, and I, I remember thinking like if you're going to win this game now's the time to kill it and they didn't yeah. kill it yeah yeah exactly so they get Chelsea go 2-1 and then City get themselves to all again and I mean we'll probably look at the goals in more detail but just in terms of this kind of then City aren't in the game but they're still getting back they're still getting back and you you messaged me early on didn't you saying like, I don't like the smell of this this was at nil nil, and it did it did kind of feel like games that have gone like that in the past City haven't fared well in. And again, conceded four goals, but they scored four goals. And Guardiola kept referencing that they had more chances than they've ever had at Stamford Bridge. Um, but it was just the fact that they weren't playing well. Chelsea were playing brilliantly. They got, you know, the, the set piece, the set piece goal. That was just terrible Chelsea defending. They just kind of switched off and all left Akanji alone. Um, I know people said that City's defending was bad for Thiago Silva because she had a free header. I thought Chelsea did really well. Um, I, it was Walker and Bernardo with a kind of two zonal markers. Bernardo went towards back post and Walker kind of followed a man as well. But Kukurea managed to block off Rodri and Haaland by himself. And they're the kind of two near post danger men. So I think you've kind of got to put it down to a good run um, from Thiago Silva. Normally... You think if that ball's going in the near post, then Rodri and Haaland would be there to head it away. But Kukurea actually did a really good job on it. So yeah, it's been I think a while. That was I them think it... doing well rather than City doing terribly. But but then it, it, that's not me absolving City of blame because if my agenda is somehow to give Chelsea credit, I'm going to take that credit away for the Rakendi goal because <laughs> they were awful at the back. So it just is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say I think it's been a, it feels like it's been a while since City have had uh, that near post problem. That was like it was like yeah. Guardiola's second season, third season, wasn't it? Where so, they were like, oh, they yeah. they keep they keep conceding that near post. And then they just put Rodri there, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. That was the end of it. And now Haaland's there as well, and Haaland does that job as well. Um, like Drogba used to do for Chelsea, actually. That just came into my mind. But yeah, but basically, City, even though it wasn't going their way, and they didn't play particularly well in the first half, they improved the second the second half of the first half, so from about 25 minutes onwards. Um, and then after half-time, it was much more like City, um, even, you know, obviously within this overall framework of it wasn't a very City game, but they did have more control than they did in the first half. You know, Guardiola said they improved some things at half-time. And even when things weren't going well, and it clearly wasn't a game that they liked to be in. It, it's not a game that they're really... They didn't well, want that game. They are yeah. built for it better, aren't they? Like, that's we can't really say they're not really built for it because... We talked about the treble last year. Mm. They've got the threat on the break now with Haaland in particular. And City's third goal, we saw that. Um, obviously, it wasn't really Haaland leading it, but it was being in the right place at the right time. But Alvarez and Foden were superb for that. The way that Alvarez can get the ball in that little space, turn and give it to Foden. Foden was legging it with the ball and, and Alvarez was legging it on the overlap. And they worked really well. I thought they had a good combinational game. But that was, I tweeted it. Like Normally in the first half, they were very good um, in the kind of small spaces, the overlaps or Foden would just run it down to the touchline. You know, because in terms of the match of the day highlights, there was loads that couldn't get in. There was that run in the first half where Foden kind of took it all the way down the line and crossed it to the far post and Haaland kind of stuck his leg up but it could only get side in the side netting. Yeah. They were very good down the right-hand side. I, was, I suppose we'll come to the left at some point. Um, 
But then that was over a much larger space. That was a full pitch counterattack. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. There were there were chances to, again, I was tempted to say kill the game off. Guardiola was tempted to say kill the game off, but he said not kill the game because in this type of game, you can't it kill was, it. It was never yeah. over, really. But there were chances for City um, to score again and again. Um, but I mean, I suppose the reason I'm kind of struggling to put my finger on it. I suppose it's because it, I've always got the temptation, particularly working for The Athletic, when it's got to be an article like, Bosh, there it is. I think when you have a conversation on a podcast, it's not too bad. But when it's an article, it's like, well, uh, like, well, Chelsea played really well and City made some mistakes. Um, and they still showed those good traits that I talked about. Um, so that like, it is what it is, really. I'm not especially worried about it. Like in terms of, what do I think going forward? I mean, I suppose if we we're looking for similarities to last season, it was like the Newcastle game. And after that, There's, in, yeah. in my opinion, that set Guardiola down the route of, fucking hell, we can't do that ever again. So this is where, you know, Grealish has to play every game and Maris has to play every game. And that's, you know, basically where they went with that. But the interesting thing with this, and so in terms of their response to that, and the thing is, we're looking at it now and we're throwing it forward a bit, but well, there's, uh, the next can, games... Uh, well, I, I was going to say is let's, let's, let's kind of bring it to another comparison that I had for a while. And it's, it's because, and I don't know if this is because it's, again, Pochettino against Guardiola, but that Spurs game in, in 2019 where uh, they'd gone away to Spurs in the Champions League, lost 1-0, kept it really, really tight. We talked about why it was like, why, why they decided to do that. And then City seemed willing in that second leg, just as much as Spurs were, to go right. Okay, let's have it. Let's have some. Let's have some madness. Let's just go with it. Because in one of these games, we feel that our ability to win this game is just as good as yours is, and if not better. Um, and you kind of roll it forward. What are we now? Four years on, five years on. It felt like Pochettino looked at this game and went, you know what, if we create this sort of game with City, we've got a good chance of winning it. And Guardiola's thinking the last thing we want to do is have another one of those games. We want to we, like, we want to control this game and stop it from getting away from us, actually make it quite tight. Um, yeah. And I, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of interested if, if that's just, if, if, if it was a Pochettino thing wanting to make the game like that and City couldn't stop it happening. Or if it was just a couple of bad performances in City's team that allowed it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's both, isn't it? There was definitely Chelsea's approach and there was definitely the mistakes that kind of contributed to that. Like even talk about it being a fair result and things like that. When it was 3-all, not long after they equalised to make it 3-all, Malo Augusto had that chance when City lost the ball on not exactly the edge of the box, but probably only like 25 yards out, 30 yards out over to the towards the byline because... To their credit, they were trying to play out and play a couple of intricate passes that would have if they'd got into space that would have opened up the pitch for another counter-attack. But that was a great chance for them. Um, so in terms of you know, little mistakes and things like that, yeah. But it's interesting because I would have thought, had I not been in the press conference, that given the given the lineup, particularly the front three, Doku, Haaland and Foden, and what Guardiola normally wants from games, how he normally sets teams up, and there's been games this season, you know, Brighton, Burnley, I think maybe another one, I can't remember, when he's gone, well, this is going to be man-to-man marking. There's going to be spaces to exploit, so we might as well embrace it and beat them that way than try and play out in a way that's going to be really, like, we could do it, but they're set up to stop us doing that. So let's just embrace the chaos. We'll play on the, we'll play on the break. We'll play in the spaces. We've got the defenders to stand up against it. And I would have assumed that that was what he went for or expected. But Simon Bukowski at the MEN said, were you expecting a game as open as that? And he said, no, 
and he said, but you know, when when you play um, like direct balls or long balls to, well, in fact, no, the first thing he said was if you've got Sterling and Mudrick at the end and Palmer, and he may have said somebody else, or he might have just said, or oh, whatever, but players who are capable of carrying the ball like that, it's basically exactly the same things he said about um, Sad Maximin in particular, and also Almiron in the three all last season. He was like, when, they, when they've got players like that, or you're defending against players like that, you just, you've got to defend in your own box. Because you know he was basically saying before it, that that Newcastle game is like when it's like that, it's just Edison. It's yeah. just down to Edison, really. So it was a similar kind of thing. Um, but yeah, they talked about you know winning the long balls, or, and like Sterling would win the jewels. And I thought so. Guardiola like kind of had some notable bad moments, but I thought he was involved in some really good jewels. And like the good thing about Chelsea's press box, I wouldn't like it all the time, but it it's a nice little press box to do once a season. You're so close to the action. You're behind the benches. You can't see much on the other side, but the side you are on. So in the second half, it was Gradiol was the city closest city player, um, and Doku and then Grealish. You just see, you can really appreciate how kind of fast and intense and physical it is. Like even though being in the stadium, you get that sense anyway. You get that but sense, yeah. but not as much as when you're down there like that. Like I've always said that about Chelsea and the old Spurs stadium, even more so because I think it was even closer. Um, but you, and you really see the kind of physical battle. And when Guardiola talked about those balls to Sterling, and like Sterling was great. Like I'm tempted to say I'd never seen him play that well for City, which isn't true, because obviously, like I'm not saying he didn't have a a good City career at all, because obviously he did. And it's probably because we kind of expect stuff from City. Like we're looking at this game, going, "Oh, why was City doing that?" And it was four all, and it, and it was, oh, well, Chelsea were good, weren't they? It's like, well, they had the same mistakes and the same good things going forward. And obviously it's because it's be, I think City are so much better over oh, the yeah. years and Chelsea have been shocking. I was like, going to say, on, I, on think, day, I think that's because Chelsea's ceiling is lower than City's ceiling is. Yeah, it is. But like when when you look at the performance on the day, it's like this, the thing we've always said about like, well, Southampton are allowed to play well. Like just because Southampton, you know, when, when they're in the Premier League and giving City problems, they can't play like that against other teams because other teams don't play like City do. But they're well set up to to stop a team like City doing that. Um, and Chelsea, uh, to be fair, the, the weird thing about Chelsea was, I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but I've said it on other things I've had to do. I've always thought Chelsea would be fine this season, even when they were struggling early on. And then they got a couple of good results. They played well against Arsenal. I was like, oh, they'd be fine now. So that Brentford defeat for them really messed with my head. I was like, I don't know where they are. And then that Spurs game last week, it was difficult to read much into, wasn't it? Because it was mm. just such a mess. Um so I wasn't really sure where they would be, but I knew they were good. Um, but again, they just, look, yeah, they've had a terrible home record all year. Um, City are miles better, but on the day, they Chelsea showed the recent improvement and they set up in a way with Pochettino, with Sterling playing really well. Obviously, he had a point to prove. Um, anyway, the point about Sterling was it's that lower expectation of Chelsea than it is at City. So mm. Foden was unbelievable, I thought. But he's not getting as many kind of oh because it's it's phone you kind of expect it in a way because it's city it's like if you if you're not amazing people are asking questions if you are you're like, okay well who cares yeah. that that seems to be the unfortunate position city you're in which is why you know people don't really give them the credit they deserve but, but whereas also- when it's Chelsea you're like oh okay that was good but it's like, oh, well but so it, it it stood out more that you know Sterling didn't play too well last season he's not been in the England squad obviously the end of his City career didn't go well and then all of a sudden you see that you go I don't remember playing like that in years 
Coming up after a short ad break, we'll continue to analyse City's chaotic draw at Stamford Bridge. We'll be talking about the role of Ruben Diaz in the game and whether or not City are any good this season at finding those second balls. See you shortly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let me talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. For me as a City fan, it felt like City kept getting in front and then chucking it away, kept getting in front and chucking it away, whereas Chelsea kept falling behind, but then clawing it back. And you kind of have that positive reaction to that way instead of the other way. Do you, it's, it's that old last-minute yeah. equaliser feels like a win sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, this is and this is why I kind of struggled with the game because it was like, well, both teams did really well in certain aspects and really badly in others. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think at what point in the game we'd go back to. So, I mean, we've done the penalty, um, City's first one, so that was just fine. It was a penalty. There was some controversy around it, obviously, because fucking hell, there just has to be about everything. But it was a penalty. Um, yeah, and then the... We've done the equaliser because... Um, Sil- that was the header. That was yeah, the header. Um, and then, yeah, the 2-1, we talked about Gradiol, but like Diaz ended up being in the middle. And there's a few times when Diaz was ended up being out of position, but that was that wasn't because of anything he was doing wrong, I don't think. I think it was because of... Got a few issues with Diaz's performance, but we'll... Yeah, no, uh, I know. But yeah. I mean, in terms of him ending up there, you think, well, it's because City have ended up being dragged around trying to do something to get out of Chelsea's pressure. But in terms of that second goal, he had the ball... Well, the ball was kind of dropping towards him on halfway. He just kind of tried to hook it forward and just missed it. It went straight to... I'm going to guess Gallagher, but I can't remember. Um, and that's where it came from. And then that's where you kind of feel like in games like this when there's so many, when it's so end-to-end. Because I remember at one point, it's in the first half, again, so Walker would have been closest to me from a City point of view. They, City were re- regrouping again and Walker was kind of, obviously they're on the back on the back foot, backpedaling, but he was kind of looking across the line, like arms out, like, okay, this is the line. But I, I must have been thinking, but I was thinking that Walker would have been thinking, fuck me, how many times have we been counter-attacked on here? Like, and, and when was the last time that was happening? And it was just constant. And you think that amount of scrutiny on the defence, the amount of turnovers end-to-end, you just feel like, just like sheer probability, mistakes are much more likely to happen. Um, 
And it was a bit like Guardiola's well, performance yeah. at Old Trafford in the sense that there was some some downs. Well, I did think he was good overall, but he, he's just... I, get, I don't know if that's just the, the stage he's in at the moment, but being 21, that's fine. Um, there's kind of ups and downs within games. But yeah, with Diaz, it was he missed that pass in the middle and then Chelsea counter-attacked from that and then it ended up with Guardiola just pure and simple making a mistake. Fine. And then... And then yeah, they they go they go into the lead with the, the classic the classic Sterling back post goal, fair play to him. James was back in the team and and did well again. And then yeah, then it kind of throws forward to City's equaliser. Um, but that it was just that was just how the game was the whole the whole time end to end. And I do I do find myself wondering again, you know, when Guardiola talks about Sterling winning winning the jewels and stuff, and like he did. But then you think when it comes to second balls, are they are they less equipped this season? Somebody in the Athletics Q and A made the point that. He said he didn't think they were running as hard as they did as a kind of like treble hangover. I don't get that sense. I just think it's, I just don't think there was, I think the effort's there and the commitment's there. I just wondering if for whatever reason, they're just not falling because that's football or they're just maybe, you know, a bit of both. They're not falling. And also they may be a bit less well equipped without Gundogan in particular to snap up the second balls in those big games. Why? Because I said, I can't remember if this was at, I can't remember if this was at three all or two all or four three up. Whenever it was, it was it was it was certainly in the second half. Um, but I remember saying that, like, one of the senses that I was getting, like, it's not our day, is that the ball just wasn't dropping right. It wasn't bouncing right. And the irony, of course, there is that Rodri's goal was took a massive deflection. Like one of the one of the the times when you want the ball to drop just how you yeah. how it how it did. Um, and it did, but like it, the sense I was getting throughout the game was the bounce of the ball's just not with us today, and there's something that you just can't do about that. Like no matter how hard you run or how hard you try, like if it if it spins one way and, and bounces away from Rodri into Gallagher, whoever, something like that, and sets them off in a counter attack, it's just one of those things. And I, I don't know because the, the old adage isn't it that it is that you you make your own look, and I don't know how how much of that kind of look you can make just by working a bit harder and running a bit harder because I don't like it's it's surely not just that it's not yeah it's it's about knowing where it's going to drop and sometimes like Gundogan it it it, looking back at his City career now it always felt like the ball dropped for Gundogan in the right time right time in the right place Mm. maybe that was his sense of it but at the same time maybe we're just misremembering maybe there were there were plenty times where it didn't and but we he was definitely good that because it's definitely that because, because definitely, yeah. it's that that thing like when Haaland goes and then eventually we'll be looking back going Haaland would have scored that even though we know he's missed chances I mean there was another one in the first half wasn't there when Sanchez made a really good save but you think he's got to put that more in the corner mate from Haaland you know yeah. when, again it was another it was a counter attack from City City kind of lost the ball in their own build up Chelsea won it in a really dangerous area like super dangerous area but they messed it up City won it back and then they counter attacked and Bernardo played that really good ball to Haaland and Haaland made a good run controlled it really well but just the finish was just slightly too close to Sanchez but a really good save as well um, but yeah like you, you will think back going oh well Haaland would have scored that even though he obviously missed chances and it's the same thing Gundogan didn't get them all but he did have a knack for it And but again I don't know it's just one of those things that I've thought about I mentioned it after the West Ham game you know with West Ham's chances in the second half the ball just drop in and you think well it's Bernardo and Rodri so they're no mugs with it but it, I just feel like, uh, would they have got that last season? Or is it just a bit unlucky? And I'm still trying to work that out. And I, I don't know, but they're the same sensations I came away with yesterday. You just think mm-hmm. in those games where they're end-to-end, you need a bit more a bit more of that. But again, you see a lot of the Chelsea goals. So if we're going to talk about their three all, if you're looking at it, 
ball just gets switched out to Mudrick. He chests it down. He sprints again, dribbles. That causes a problem, but he just lays it off inside. And then um, I'm, I was mixing it up with when Carl Palmer ran through before that as well. Yeah, I think yeah. Rodri was on a book. Rodri was on a booking, so he was like, I can't pull him down here. Diaz, by the time he got to him, the thing is with Diaz, he's normally so decisive, isn't he? Um, but he was inside the box. So I was going to say, where are you about giving away a penalty? Not that it but fucking then, bothered yeah. him in extra time. <laughs> it didn't, didn't matter later on, did it? <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, the thing with the thing with Diaz is... Well, I, I, I saw... I've got two words for his his performance and this is why I... Um, and, like, this this is hard coming from me because, obviously, I, I love Diaz. But it felt like... And I, this, this may be harsh and you may tell me I'm being harsh, uh, but it felt like his performance, two words, hero complex. Um, couple of times, like so yeah. for the, so for the third goal, he's he's dived in Over in a busy, situation yeah. where he do, he probably doesn't need to, and what that's done is it meant that that when Edison's made the save, and I mean Edison could palm it out to a better area, granted, but like when Edison's made that save, Diaz, if he hadn't dived in, is in a position to to challenge for that rebound. Um, he obviously dives in for the penalty at the uh, at the end where he. I mean, he probably doesn't need to. He's got that. There's it, it is panic stations at that stage, but you know he's like he the way he stands up and he's he's kind of uh, wagging his finger, got the ball, and then when you watch the replay, it's, like, the it's just nowhere near the ball. He got absolutely <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's one of those like, like I will say anything to try and absolve myself in yeah, this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was something earlier in the game then, when the, he was he was I think he wanted handball from a, a set piece at City Corner in the first half and I was like he seemed yeah, pretty and convinced he went nowhere near. And I, but then I was like I was like he seemed pretty convinced and normally you can tell by the appeals of like several players if that's going to be a pen or not which to be fair I thought there was one in the second half when Bernardo crossed it hit his head and it hit, hit, but it hit his head um, but I was like I remember thinking oh it's just Diaz I was like that's just Diaz being Diaz like I'm not going to I'm not going to expect anything to come of this VAR check so I think that's just Diaz being Diaz and there was that with the penalty but what I was going to say about Diaz was and I may have spared you some slight mild embarrassment if I'd have been able to get this point out <laughs> what I've seen on Monday morning from uh, my mate Evans who's Brazilian he runs a, a city account called Man City Brazil it's not the official like Portuguese language one it's, like, it's just his account yeah um but he said, so he, he goes, oh, now we know what was wrong with Diaz. And it was a link to like a, a Mail Online story about some girl from Love Island. You got like, no, Love Island? Yeah, I think so. It's a thing, definitely like, a thing. Yeah, it is. But like she, but apparently like she got like dragged out of her car and robbed. And, a, and, a, and I was like, well, is she? With, but there was nothing about Diaz. Um, but I Googled her name and Diaz's and she was like linked. This is just pure like mail online again gossip from earlier in the month but they were saying like they, those two were going out or had been spotted together or whatever so then you think maybe oh, his right, head wasn't okay. quite yeah. in, maybe his head wasn't quite in the game and that's why and if you're looking for you know you know some people have been like oh Diaz hasn't been good this season he's been dropped for a reason and like to be fair like he has he hasn't been in the team for every game has he um, maybe it's the same kind of sensation as before the World Cup last year because he was struggling a bit before the World Cup last year wasn't he um and then you think, okay, is is it, is it, you know, is he not quite on it this season? But then if it's that, then you think, okay, if well, it's he's, that, he's, kind, then, of, he's yeah. kind of got that excuse, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe it was that, but I mean, it just goes back to everything we said about his performance on the pitch was was absolutely correct. But if you're looking for reasons for it, um, you've got the on the pitch stuff, which is the sheer amount of you just being counter attacked on, um, 
which normally, to be fair, he thrives in, which was, like I said earlier on, we can't say they're not built for this game because that's one of the things of the treble. But then if you're looking for other reasons, then, you know, maybe maybe even Mr. Ultra ultra Game Face, you, you, you know, there's... He's still, still human, struggling. Yeah, he's still so struggling sometimes. I, do. I mean, but I mean, look, I don't even know. They, they might not even. They might not even know each other, for all I know. But if if there is something there, I just thought it was worth mentioning because I've yeah. seen it on Twitter and that but link that, is out there, so it's 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 handy context for a conversation. There is also that element of um, in a game like that, it's impossible to defend well, if that makes sense, because you've got you've got the situation where okay, yeah, like he's dived in a few times to to try and rescue the situation in when everything else has fallen apart in front of him and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was lo and behold made the situation worse because that's yeah. the sort of thing that happens in a game like that. Um, but if you if you're under that much pressure for that amount of time, and it's the same with Guardiola in uh, in the first half um, when in the in the era that led up to Sterling's goal, um, like on the TV, Jamie Carragher said he feels like a, a centre half playing out at left back, and I'm just like I'm not really sure that's fair of the of the error in that situation. He's just a man who's got his feet caught up. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, like under pressure well, in that situation. Where he plays. Yeah, like uh, under pressure in that situation, it's like you could have put Ashley Cole there, and he might have got his feet caught up. It's not. It's it's not being played out of position that's done that, or it's not. I mean, it's, not, it's being exposed to another counter Yeah, it's, it's being exposed to counter-attack after counter-attack after counter-attack. And you just but he plays kind of, there. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I'd heard of him was when he played against England in the Euro. So that would have been 2021. So it's only two years ago. But he was playing left back then when he was 19. Like, it's just, it suits him. And also that role, like, let's say that was Ake yesterday. And apparently Ake's injury isn't too bad. I've seen he's not gone with Holland, but apparently it's not too bad. I don't know what it is because the kind of, the oversensitive world of, City injuries, nobody ever wants to say anything. But apparently it's not too bad. But if he'd have, like, you know, he, he had a bad game at Wolves, and you could say, oh, well, it's a centre-back playing at left-back. Not really. Yeah, he's, pl- he's like, played at left-back. Maybe back, in so. the sense, oh, at Wolves, maybe it was a sense that he was kind of rattled by Neto's pace. But, I mean, you'd, you'd have plenty of left-backs who would be rattled by his pace anyway. So what are you going to do? Yeah, that just, that just seems like one of those things that is absolutely fine. And then as soon as something goes wrong, you start going, oh, I'm not sure about that. You go, hold on a minute. Like, it's been fine the whole time. Um no, I think I think that's I think that's I'd almost feel weird. I mean, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but this is just my perspective. I'd almost feel weird if I saw him lining up as a centre back. I like him at left back; it makes sense. The yeah. way that City play it, it works. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, yeah, I know what you mean because it it doesn't because uh, we talked about who could step into the centre in in um, Stones' absence, and Gradiol seems like a perfect candidate, but. He'd have to do it from left back um, because it doesn't feel right lining 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 Ake at left back and him at centre back, does it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure, but if there if there does come a time when he plays like as a centre back, like next to Diaz or next to Stones or whatever, I'm sure it'd be absolutely fine. Um, but it's just it's just where he plays. Like it's not like he's never done it before. It's not like he's Guardiola. I think doing something radical. It's just it's just pretty normal. And again, like he's bedding in. He's 21. Um, it, it feels a bit of a shame that we're talking mostly about him now now that there's a bit of scrutiny on him because I do feel like you know we, we've talked about it recently to be fair I do feel like he's been he's been really good and I have asked Guardiola about him in the past I, unfortunately I say, at a press conference where he just couldn't be asked giving any answers whatsoever I was going to say you're before the game in midweek last midweek you're clearly working on something uh, for it, aren't you? Because you uh, not really. Uh, well, I just I I, I saw like I, I know the way you work and the, the idea that you could get a few quotes in the bank ready for for when it comes. Well, along. Uh, that is definitely yeah. true. Uh, but I would, like I said, after it was after the derby, and I thought Guardiola was really good overall in the derby. But 
I needed to make sure, I, I said this already after the W, I needed to make sure that he spoke about Bernardo Silva. And I got like the second question. I was like, I can't risk that nobody else is going to talk about because, you know, they might ask you, you know, it's, it's United. They might ask him about United. They might ask him about the penalty. They might ask him about what do you reckon to Ten Hag. It's like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Neither does he. Like, I need to ask about Bernardo. And I said, I want to ask him about Guardiola, but I wasn't at the press conference before the Bournemouth game. So the time came before the, whoever, the young boys last week. But it was really weird press conference last week. It was like, you know, we'll all have days when, you know, you just can't, you don't want to speak to people. You don't, you know, you're not, you're not having a bad day or whatever, but you just kind of, you're just not the most kind of sociable or whatever. It just felt like that. It was just like Guardiola just wasn't, he wasn't in a bad mood, but he just wasn't in a talkative mood. Um, and so I asked about Guardiola and it was just the kind of most bland um, answer that, you know, quotes in the bank, I don't even think I'd, I'd particularly bother using, to be fair. But it was just a case of bad timing. But then obviously I did ask about Guardiola um, before the before the Chelsea game, but it was in the sense of, I was interested to know if he thought he could play that role in Stones' absence because we talked about it last week, hadn't we? And we were like, he never mentioned him, but he feels like with his abilities and his attributes, even just his size compared to, let's, let's say, Lewis, and without having to move the defence around, Guardiola seems perfect for it. So it just seemed like a good opportunity to ask him about, you know, Stones being out, can Guardiola do it? Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not particularly working on anything, but um, I just think he's been really good and he's gone under the radar. That's to bring me back to the point from about five minutes ago. It's a shame now that we're talking about him most now, there's been a few dodgy moments when there's been plenty of good stuff. But again, going back to the earlier point, if you're amazing at City, it's like, okay, crack, crack on. Yeah, and if you're not, yeah, yeah. then it's like, oh, what's going on? Like, he's 21 years old. I know he's expensive, but he's 21 years old, centre back. He's played at Arsenal, United, and, and Chelsea. It shows how much Pep rates him and thinks he's good. And it shows how quality he is. And behind the scenes, they love him. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Guardiola. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was because he was playing left back. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There is more for members if you go to lmtpod.com and sign up for longer ad free episodes. Um, Sam, good luck here. What, what was in that? <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously it was more in the game. We did finally get round to the Doku and Grealish thing. Not so much the performances and what should have happened, what shouldn't have happened, but just Guardiola's thought process around it. And then, yeah, the way that the rest of the show's gone, I'm sure you'll imagine that we pulled in several other topics that tied in with that and managed to work out some conclusion. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Money.